listening to WCB Newsline Unleashed. Welcome all to the third annual Reader's Choice Awards. We are so excited that you've all joined us today. We have four fantastic articles that we will be reading um, from every issue we put out in 2021. The winners were the ones that you, the readers, selected as your favorites. So before we start that, I would just like to say thank you, first of all, to our fantastic committee, um, who's done an amazing job. They've worked really hard this year and are continuing again for the next year. So thank you to our entire committee. Yeah, so we've got today with us, we have Steve Pierce, who is our wonderful copy editor whom we could not do such a good job without his help and he has graciously agreed to read our articles for us this year and so I would like to just welcome Steve. Go ahead Steve. Okay uh, thank you Heather and thank you Heather and Reggie for all that you do for the Newsline. It's an amazing publication and uh, just for those of you who might think who is Steve Pierce. I'm a retired I've uh, been retired nine years, and for about eight years, I've been a reader driver for the Department of Services for the Blind. And uh, in the last, what have there, two or three years, I've been kind of the final copy editor for Newsline. And uh, I have to tell you the joy I get out of reading the articles for your publication is amazing. And um, these four articles today, some of them have brought me to tears in preparing for today. I've read them in the past, but rereading them. The quality of writing uh, that, that is submitted for Newsline is just quite amazing. And I've been a, basically a professional writer my whole life, having been a newspaper reporter and editor and communications director for a major state agency. So I have such great respect for everything you all do. And with that, I will begin the first article. So here we go. This is from the winter music issue. The title is, Do You Hear What I Hear? by Andy Harvidson. It begins with a quote. Music brings a warm glow to my vision, thawing mind and muscle from their endless wintering. End quote, Haruki Murakami. The buzz of neon lights, the clink of glasses, the clack of pool balls and the nagging of wives come to mind with this topic as I start out this article. For many years, that was where I spent most of my time. That old country song, my home has a bar stool and a fancy neon light was a theme song for me. My life, as you have read in the past, was quite troubled. I do not joke about the nagging wives. Colette is number six. And who would put up with a guy who only came home to sleep sometimes? The roar of a chainsaw, the sounds of whistles blowing, and the rumble of engines come to mind when I look back at my career. I worked in the logging and construction industry for many years. And on the sidelines, I built race cars. The faster, the better. Two years in a row, a car that I built came in second place for the season. The music I hear nowadays has a much calmer sound, quiet cars, calm wife, and no sounds of the neon lights, clinking glasses or clanking pool balls. 
Instead, I get to listen to meditative music while I do Tai Chi and a wealth of music that Colette, Colette and I both enjoy. One sound that I really love at times is the sound of silence. Getting away from televisions, radios, cell phones, etc., is really soothing. Walking in nature and listening to the birds, the wind in the trees, the rustle of leaves, and the howl of a coyote can bring such a peace of mind that nothing else can bring. Also, the sound of my guide dog plodding along the way and breathing heavily when we are on a long hike seems like magic to my ears. Subak Du, the martial art that I teach along with Tai Chi, have music of their own as they both have a different rhythm to the movements of each pattern. Tai Chi has a silent breathing and Subak Du has a heavy breathing at times incorporated with silent breathing and breath. This creates its own music as timing is relevant to the process of each pattern. Have you ever listened to martial artists when vocalization is part of their movements? The vocal aspirations of creating energy become the culmination of the individual that it comes from and can be musical in its own realm. Back to the birds. When you hear the spring robin chirping in your yard, can you dream a picture of that, or of that orange-breasted, worm-hunting, beautiful creation of nature? Or when you hear the sound of an eagle overhead, can you draw the picture of the symbol of the bird of America and not see the turkey that was another bird that had a vote to be our American symbol? What about a walk through the park and coming across the sound of a woodpecker and the percussion sound that it makes as it is pecking away at a tree, trying to find that worm inside the hollow of the trunk. To me, all of these things make nature sound like a symphony and are beautifully appealing. Life can be very musical as I lay in bed at night. The breathing of my wife as she slumbers, the occasional yip of the dogs as they chase a squirrel in their dreams, and then the pure silence of the cool night as I drift back to sleep. In the morning, as I arise and take my dog out, I hear the sound of freedom as the Navy jets fly overhead and the rumble of the rotors on the helicopter that flies to the hospital two blocks away, trying to save lives. The music of the universe is so dynamic that I could go on, but I believe that I will stop here so that I will not intrude on your sounds of silence. Thank you. Andy, I believe you're with us. So if you would like to unmute, if anybody has any questions or comments for Andy, that would be the perfect time to do that. That was a beautiful article. Thank you. Andy, <laughs> you, shouldn't you shouldn't write articles like that. You make people cry. <laughs> That's a beautiful article. I could picture everything you were saying. When you get tired of being a, a Subak Du teacher, write a book. It will be worth reading. Actually, it's Subak Du, not Du. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, That's the well, second I, time was, I've been corrected today. Yeah. When I sit down and write, I just write from the heart. So, just like I try to talk from the heart, I write from the heart. So, and that makes the best writing, I think. Definitely. 
Any other comments? Well, this is Raj. I just also really enjoyed uh, that article. You just never know where your life is going to end up. You know, what you are doing in your 20s or even after. And then all of a sudden it's like 40 years later and <clears throat> it, it's just a completely different world. And, you know, you, you always think about how you got from there to here, you know, what what kind of lessons you learned or, or didn't learn or, or just surrounding yourself with the right people. A lot of the articles that that we get really have nothing to do with being blind or, or sighted or anything else. It's just uh, the journey. And, and But I just thought that that was very well written and some of the images have stuck in my mind all year. So, mm -hmm. yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for writing it. This is Jim. I really enjoyed the part about the night sounds. <laughs> yes. I uh, I have a friend. Being so you said here to there, Reggie. I have a friend that I I've known since I was very young. We were born in the same town, same year, went to the same school, played on the same baseball team, and, and I still hang out with him. And he says you can't get from there to here without being spiritual so all right andy this Any is julie sorry i'm a little late anyway <laughs> i just wanted to say too i've never seen such an excellent autobiography written in such a nutshell that really <laughs> spanned your whole life in one small article it was excellent Thank and you. also i just had to say i've heard that third time's a charm i think six times a charm in your case yeah i think so yeah <laughs> very nice article thank you Thank you. Okay, thank you so much, Andy. Steve, go ahead. All right, this is Steve Pierce. The next one is from the Spring Science Issue. The title is The Wonderful World of Tech and Me by Holly Turi. Although I don't believe in magic, I do love God. And he has always provided me with joy and excitement. Learning about and using science and technology is amazing and engrossing. Among the many problems of today, the one that saddens me the most is the inability of government officials and just plain old you and me to dream big. Our country does best when we have an exciting, engrossing and challenging event or series of these to follow. Landing men on the moon, and bringing them back safely to Earth was one such example. Thank goodness Elon Musk and his private company are beginning to light the fire of exploration again. When I was a child, I wanted to be in the space program. Astronauts were cool, but what I really would have loved to do was work in mission control. It didn't make any difference that my math ability did not exist. And the stuff they used and did was extremely visual. Being the ground pilots of the spacecraft and working to save astronauts was my dream. Of course, back in the 60s and 70s, there was minimal to no technology for us blind folks. Plus, I had the small problem of being a woman, which back then was a big one. Today, with all the amazing things we have at our fingertips and in our ears, 
someone in the next generation might make my dream come true. Any candidates, Washington Council of the Blind Youth? As with many other blind people, radio was always fascinated and amazed me. When I was young, I loved to listen to AM stations, which were far away from my small, boring home in suburban Washington, DC. WBZ from Boston, WOR in New York City, and WBT in Charlotte kept me from getting my sleep quota. Then when I was nine or 10, I heard a guy on my dad's shortwave radio talking to another man in the Alaskan wilderness. What really fascinated me was that they could do this thing. I learned it was called ham radio. Anyone who was able to pass an exam would receive a license and have the privilege of actually talking to people all over the world. I thought, quote, sign me up yesterday, please, end quote. Filled with joy, I started wandering on about this to my parental units. What a shock it was to hear, quote, no way, that's what poorly adjusted blind people do. You are better than that. Besides, you are a girl. If a man finds out you like this stuff, you will never get married, and we won't have grandchildren, end quote. Well, as an adult, I learned mom and dad suffered from the no imagination syndrome and were confused. When Jim and I joyfully told them that we were going to get married, my mom's big beef was not that he's blind, but that, quote, he's a ham. You'll stand by while he talks to other countries and you won't know your neighbors, end quote. Mom, too bad, so sad. In 1984, I got my first license. Today, I still have one. We know all our neighbors here and in Maryland. I have a wonderful husband, a son, a daughter, and seven grandchildren. Nana Boo Boo to you. Oh, and if it weren't for that dastardly hobby, moving out to Bellingham would have been a heck of a lot lonelier and much more challenging. Weather is another interest I have. Learning about and tracking hurricanes really lights my fire. So I couldn't do the math, but I got hired by the National Weather Service. Although my job had very little to do with forecasting, I was close by to folks like that and could listen and learn. During the summer between 10th and 11th grades, I shadowed two different blind women for a week apiece. One worked in the Goddard Space Flight Center in Greenbelt, Maryland. She encouraged me to write a story which was published in their newsletter. During the second week, the woman who had to deal with me was a key punch operator at the then called National Bureau of Standards. One day I had to visit the ladies. Thinking I was so very helpful, I turned off her key punch machine to save electricity. <laughs> that was what we did at home. Of course, you old guys know that I wiped out this poor woman's entire day's worth of work. Guess what? She made me redo it all. Oh boy, howdy. For about five years, I was so scared of PCS. Then at work, we got terminals and I got an external speech synthesizer. It was called VERT, V-E-R-T. 
This puppy was the size of a microwave and sat on my desk to the right of the tube and the keyboard. Well, I loved the thing. That was in 1981. And today I am a proud user of computers, iPhones, iPads, and anything else you can imagine. Earlier this week, while I was writing this article, I became very concerned and disturbed. Why didn't I tell my authority figures to go pound sand? Why didn't I grab the ring and run with it? So many of you would have. I was taught to believe that older people were smarter and knew best. Well, after a long walk with God and my guide dog, Pima, it hit me. If I had done those assertive things, I would have missed out on the breadth of experiences, which I hold so closely and dearly. So, you, you people of a certain age, don't look at your past with angst. Be thankful for the cards you were dealt. Who knows what could happen if you went back and changed history? Remember the butterfly effect. The overarching themes in my life are science and technology. They have expanded our knowledge beyond our earth, have helped us learn more about our planet and bring people of varying cultures and abilities together. Thank you. Holly, I first of all just have to say that your writing, everything you submit gets better and better and better. I just watched you grow and progress and this is just so good. And one of my favorite things is I always learn new sayings from your articles. My favorite one in this one was Nana Boo Boo to you and go pound sand. I mean, I've never heard either of those. <laughs> I always learn new words from Holly Terry. <laughs> so with that, does anybody else have any comments or questions? This is Zach. Yes. Uh, what's your ham sign? Oh, I'm. <laughs> I'm N7GDB, November 7, Guide Dogs for the Blind. Nice. When I get my license, I'll try to hit you up or contact you. And good for you for getting your license. Thank you. It's yes. going to be interesting. I'll, I'll email you about it later. Great. Sorry about that, Chris. I was muted. You were actually first. But go ahead. That's all right. Um, Holly, I, I really... My heart goes out to you because I am math challenged. How do you do technology of that complicated and large a scale and not have uh, good math skills? What, math, what complicated and large of a scale are you thinking about? Well, I'm thinking about the first things that you mentioned about science. Uh, yeah, the when you started out. I don't know that much math, but I read enough to sort of know what people are talking about and I can fool people. Oh yeah, so can I. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. You know, Chris, Thank uh, you. Holly, yeah, I was married. My first husband was, a, was interested in ham and shortwave and all that stuff. And he got me interested. I wish I had followed up back then. I could do it now. I have the time, but I mean, uh, it was so interesting to talk to people from around the world. Um, well, you know, baby cakes, it's never too late to learn. I always enjoy that Holly gets such a bang out of life in anything she does. Well, thank you, sweetheart. 
Yes, you can absolutely tell that (laughs) in every article. (laughs) This is great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, I've never had anybody read anything that I wrote out loud before. It's very embarrassing, actually. <laughs> and Holly, this is Julie. I just want to tell you, I'm reading our special magazine. Holly's an editor in that. It's so exciting to see her really? name in there. And I'm enjoying the articles. So thank you. Well, my pleasure. Is that You're the waiting. Christmas you... one? Uh, not yet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But Thank you. And, and Holly, know. this is. Holly, this is Steve Pierce. If you don't like the reading, well, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 Steve. No, 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 Steve. Go something sand. Go something sand, right? Honey <laughs> child. Honey child, you have a beautiful voice. You could come read the, the manual for my dishwasher and I'd be fascinated. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, any other comments for Holly before we move on? This is Andy. I I, I really, really enjoyed your article. Thank um, you, Andy. I appreciate that. Uh, your your background's quite inspiring. So is yours. This is Reg. Can anybody hear me? Yes, perfect. Yes. I was having a little problem here. I actually pulled my headset right out of the computer. But I wanted to talk <laughs> about this dastardly hobby of ham radio Uh, my call is kc0 tsi Uh, zach maybe you would share yours how many of us hams are on this call right now i i would say fully a third of of us (laughs) at least probably (laughs) yeah i'm not licensed so i don't have a call sign but you know we're poorly adjusted blind people that's right (laughs) sounds sounds like we need a wcb ham group yeah. <laughs> I like that mal- idea. Maladjusted. Mm-hmm. I love it, actually. There you go. We, we can call you guys honey baked hams. There you go. All right. <laughs> I like that. I love it. Great. <laughs> I'm going to crawl back under my rock now. Okay. It's funny. I got an email from my friend Betty, who lives in DC, not the Betty that you all know. And she, her husband said for to pass on to me. With my with Jim's and my license, we ought to get a honey baked ham for Christmas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Steve, let's move on to the next article. All right. This is from the summer art issue. The title is Flow Like the Water, Move with the Wind, Dance in the Fire by Becky Bell with Heather Mears. One of my favorite things is art. I have loved it my whole life. Even when I was a child, I would make clay things and draw. I think I was born an artist like some people are. I loved drawing trees when I could still see pretty well, especially the little tiny leaves and details. I drew beautiful trees and fences, fields and mountains, mostly in black and white, which I like a lot. I also used colored pencils, especially when I lived in Paris and enjoyed drawing abstract still lifes in beautiful colors. I would get up close and copy what I saw. I wish I could still see well enough to draw. One summer at the University of Washington, I took an art class and we were supposed to be drawing a person with no clothes on. And the teacher saw that I couldn't see well enough to do this. So he just let me draw what I wanted. I thought, That was pretty neat. 
He was really good and encouraged me to draw. This made me so happy. Then I started to do pottery again. I really engaged myself and loved it, especially coil pots. This method does not involve using a wheel, which I struggled with. Creating vessels in a variety of shapes, shapes makes me think of the ocean. I picture the movement of the coral and plants, things that you might find at the bottom of the sea. This is my inspiration and gives my pottery a very flowing motion. They look like the wind is blowing them or water is pushing them like they are dancing. My art is always uneven and moving and very organic. I love making things you can put something in, like a special candy with pretty wrappers that you have to dig way down deep to find. You might discover treasures like beautiful jewels or maybe beautiful cookies. I dream of having a house with pottery all over it and each piece would have something special to me inside. I would always be able to find them by knowing the specific pottery. I know this sounds strange, but I think I am strange. Artists can be eccentric and have a quality about them. This is how they make art and only they know why they make it. Most of my pieces are huge and made of stoneware clay. The color of the glaze and shape are slightly altered when it is high fired using gas versus an electric kiln low firing. This makes the finished pottery even more interesting. You never really know how it is going to turn out. People love gas fired pottery. It is much stronger as well as unique. It takes three days to fire with gas, one day to heat up, one day to fire and a day to cool down. The fire is so hot and it is all around the pottery. It's just so beautiful and it burns the pots in the fire. It's an experience beyond anything you can imagine. Another technique I use is applying glazes thickly because it creates a finish that is extremely smooth to touch. I typically only use one or two colors. More complicated designs other people make are too difficult for me. Sometimes I use a dark color on the outside with the light color on the inside, which has a nice visual contrast and a simple beauty. Glazes in shades of bronze, blue, black, and white are my favorites. I could make pottery all day, all the time, and I would never get tired of working with the clay. I would love to have my own studio someday or even share one with somebody. There's a certain point you reach when you don't need anyone to teach you how to do your craft. You just want to strike out on your own and make it. I think it's important for people to know that you can do a lot of things with art and how important it is to our culture. It seems like everybody has some of a form of art, which is so beautiful. If it's not pottery, it's something else. People who are visually impaired or blind can express things through art. You don't have to see it all to do it. You can make something from inside, create something out of nothing. Don't be afraid to touch. Realize how beautiful things are by touch. Thanks, Steve. Um, so Becky, I don't think is with us today. We did try to get a hold of her, but I will speak a little bit about this piece because this is all her words. And I talked to her over the phone 
to transcribe this because she didn't feel like she could actually do the writing. So this is a prime example of there are a lot of people out there that have amazing stories to tell, but might not feel comfortable with doing the actual writing. And we will work with that. Okay. This is, this is such a fantastic um, story. And I wish you guys could have heard the excitement in her voice <laughs> when she was telling the story. You could tell how passionate she was about it and how knowledgeable and just so excited to even be putting a story in the news line. So that, that's what I have to say about this one. It, it was wonderful. And I hope that, you know, obviously share your comments now, but if you have ones that you want her to, to hear from you, reach out to Becky Bell because she was really excited to do this piece. So I have any, to say, I was totally amazed. I never knew Becky did pottery. I love pottery. I do pottery and I would love to talk to her. And I don't, don't, I have to, don't have her information. Maybe somebody can send it to me perhaps i've got it you've got it well thank you any other comments this is jim maybe i should say this now before i forget i love reading the news line and of course i do it with the the pc with the electronic voice the stories seem to take on so much more life when somebody like steve reads them. this has been great thank you Thanks, Jim. Chris, go ahead. I know Becky very well, but even I um, only knew of, have known a very little about her uh, living in Paris, uh, being a world traveler. But her description of art is so simple in a good way, just saying it like it is without a lot of, of fluff or anything. I just love the way she and you, Heather, put that together. And Becky, I'm going to say it to you. I'm glad to have known you as a friend. And I'm glad always to hear about your passion with colors and and all of the things that you care about. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. This is Reg, and it's so nice to have uh, Becky's story out here. I, I knew that she'd done ceramics, and I hope I get to see some of her work one of these days. And if we do a craft room at an in-person convention sometime, maybe that will happen again just really excited for 2022 and hoping things are going to get better but i just was gonna mention that i had had my doubts about the art issue not because i didn't think blind those of us who are blind and visually low vision wouldn't be interested in art or doing art but it's it's harder topic to write about it's something that we do and and don't necessarily talk about or write about and i didn't know you know where this issue was going to go if it was going to be successful and y yvonne miller's article was amazing and and frank's and everybody that contributed to that and made it happen i think you know made it one of the best issues that we've ever done can i say one more thing and i promise i'll shut up um you can have a great uh, all the great articles in the world but if you don't have a good editorial staff 
it can turn them into junk. So we have a lot to be thankful for, for having Reggie and you, um, Steve, and um, of course, Heather, and doing in, in charge of all of this stuff. I don't know who else is on the committee, but if I missed you, I'm sorry, but it's you guys are creative and interesting and have good ideas. Thank you. Thank you. So I think we will move on to the last and final article. Go ahead, Steve. Okay, this is from the fall literature issue. The title is Oreo by Zach Hertz. The joy of meeting a lifelong friend is something very few people ever realize at the start of the relationship. I, at age 10, didn't quite understand what was happening, but I felt that my life would change forever the moment I was introduced to a small baby Red Lord Amazon. On a cool, crisp morning in a small town in Washington State, a small egg was slowly rotating within an incubator. The house was quiet and the little parrot inside the egg was ready to meet the rest of the world. He slowly used his beak to break apart the egg and crawled out from his former home. Unfortunately, the next few days would prove troublesome for the little fellow. As he extracted himself from the egg, he felt a brutal cr crushing pain on his right leg and then his foot was gone. You see, within the incubator, there are long rods that turn the eggs so they stay warm on all sides. Normally, when a chick is born, they're removed from the egg incubator and placed in a safer one. Unfortunately for him, the breeder hadn't yet awakened to notice his hatching. He sat for an hour in this awful state as he lost blood and dealt with the pain of his missing foot. It's unknown exactly how he dealt with the pain, but when he was found, he was making a loud screaming call <laughs> and wouldn't let anyone touch him. His missing foot would become a lifelong disability, which would alter his life and guide him towards a 10-year-old boy named Zach. The sounds of parrots rang out through the large houses, I sat with a freshly hatched parrot cupped in my hands. I held him close to my chest, letting him snuggle into my shirt and providing some heat for the fill. His feathers weren't in yet, and all he had was a small amount of fluff to keep him warm. His little peeps melted my heart, and his calls for food made me want to feed him the world's best food. Instead, I popped a syringe in his mouth and slowly gave the little guy baby formula that smelled downright awful. My fingers slowly traced over his tiny head, over his beak and down his front. Every time I rubbed his beak, he'd begin to fall asleep and would make even cuter baby noises. His soft downy feathers felt like silk and his little face would be a mess covered in formula. My thumb gently scratched the drying formula off of his beak, and as I helped keep his feathers clean, he'd lovingly hold my finger in his mouth. He was giving off all signs that he accepted me as his parent, which for me as a 10-year-old was incredible. I had developed a bond with another being 
who is living in a world not built for them and at times felt like we weren't wanted. You see, this little parrot and I had a lot in common, even though he was only hours old. He had a disability and it was clear that no one would accept him as he was. So much so that the breeder said, we either take him or she was going to put him down. She didn't keep birds that weren't going to, weren't going to provide profit. While we played nice, we saw this for what it was, disgusting. For the next two months, I spent a couple hours a day at the breeder's house taking care of Oreo and helping out with the other parrots. Oreo could only be handled so much before he needed to be put back in the heat. So while he was resting, I'd help feed other babies. I spent time working with macaws, cockatoos, Amazons, and more. My appreciation of responsibility grew and my love for parrots exploded. I could pick out Oreo simply by his noises, even though there were other red lords in the same cage. Of course, the fact he only had one foot helped me determine him from the rest. The little bro took all my, up all my thoughts. At school, I would spend the day thinking about him. Any creative writing assignments featured Oreo. I planned all these awesome events for us to do together. I kept thinking of awesome toys, neat tricks, and things I could teach Oreo to say. Most importantly, though, I kept thinking about what I need to learn and do to provide Oreo a great home. Being blind helped me understand the type of care Oreo needed as an amputee. I worked with, with my dad to build Oreo an awesome living space at our house. The day came when Oreo could finally make the 20 mile trip to our home. And the whole way home, I had him snuggled against my chest. He'd grown quite a bit from the small hatchling that could fit in one hand. Now he had grown some feathers and was lo looking more like a rainbow chicken. I placed him in his new cage and can tell right away he was scared. It was a lot bigger than what he was used to and had a lot of toys that seemed a giant. I kept my hands in the cage, slowly petting him and soothing him with beak rubs and face scritches. He quickly grew accustomed to our home. He'd fall asleep on my chest and we'd both take naps. At a time in my life where I felt I didn't belong, Oreo gave me the friendship and courage to be myself. I was living in a small town away from all my school friends, and the only interactions I had with kids my age were my cousins. My family was a private group, and we didn't let people into our house. Looking back, I think it's because we were all a bit antisocial. Oreo was quickly adopted by everyone, and I spent all my time with him. I read out loud to him from the Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings series. Oreo learned to bark and call the dogs. <laughs> and my dad and I taught him how to whistle. Even now, Oreo is helping me cope with loss. I lost my dad on March 16th, 2020, due to pancreatic cancer. Anytime I miss my dad, I get Oreo to whistle and I hear my dad's exact whistle. Oreo copied us so well that we couldn't tell who was whistling. <laughs> Oreo gets to go with me when I go to the beach. 
are out for hikes around the forest. He helps serve as an advocacy tool. Before I got him back from my dad's, no one would approach me in public. They'd see the white cane and avoid me. The rainbow chicken overrides the fear of my blindness and they always come up to say hi. This allows me to talk about disabilities and the cruelty in parrot breeding. Oreo and I have built a brand as the Disability Buddies. And we speak to 60,000 people every time we live stream on social media. I truly love him and wouldn't ever trade him to get my sight back. He, on the other hand, would trade me in for a chunk of apple. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed our story. We are always available to answer questions and share more stories. Uh, I have read that so many times and have not gotten through it once without tearing up. <laughs> it's just so good. So I gotta Zach say, it's one thing to hear it read through like NVDA or JAWS, but hearing it like read through a human voice that's not mine oh, kind of made so me cheer up a little bit. So thank you, Steve. Yes. I appreciate it. Well, you're welcome. And you know, you're welcome. And, I, and I'm crying as I read it. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question. Can I ask you a question? Hold on. Yeah, of course. How big is he? Um, you know, that's a really good question. Um, from the, from the tip of his beak to his tail, I'd say he's probably about 11 inches long. Uh -huh. um, when he stands up on his one foot, how tall is he? Uh, I'd say about six inches, like as tall as an iPhone. He's a tiny boy. I thought parrot. He's an Amazon parrot, right? Yeah, he's a mid-sized Amazon. He's he's bigger than like a cockatiel, but he's smaller than like a macaw. He's a medium-sized, uh, chunky boy. He's a little he's a little overweight. The vet said, and we're working on it. I'd say he's probably like two hand lengths long. Can he fly? Uh, he can, but he doesn't. So um, with his missing foot, he has trouble balancing when he flies and landing. And when he lands, he scrapes up his stubby. And then I have to put um, quick stop uh, bleed powder, which stops the bleeding. And it stings much like alcohol does for us. And so I think that's kind of taught him not to fly because he doesn't like the powder. And I'm trying to get him over that fear because I, I switched over to something else that doesn't sting as bad. But uh, if he flew, he'd lose a little bit more weight, which is for what we're going for. Um, but he, he only flies when he wants to, not when I want it. It's, that's pretty much anything I want him to do. Anything I want him to do, it's never when I want it. So Linda is next. Zach, I just, you know, I, I have read this article so many times. And, of course, it brings tears to my eyes, too, because it's just such a loving, touching story. And I just love the fact that he's been with you, I think, 10 years now. and you're uh, 18. 18 wow. oh my gosh yeah, so a quick correction to the story um i said i was 10 turns out i was actually 13 we uh we found his birthday on his band um and my memory was a little fuzzy back then so he's actually 18 and i got him when i was th 13 um so he, i've had him for 18 years um and the story i said 21 but he's he's old enough to be an adult but not old enough to drink yet <laughs> well, I just yes. I just can't tell you how, how much I loved this oh, this story and how it touched me just the fact that you know here's a, a bird and a boy that became friends and I every time I read this article I think of how many of us you know sometimes don't really have a close friend. <clears throat> And it's really a special story and I just love it. And I, I thank you for writing it. You did a beautiful 
job of describing every little step along the way. I felt like I was right there with you in the room, mm -hmm. scraping the formula off his nose. <laughs> yeah. All of these articles are really great. Can we just vote for all four of them? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, I, I do have a comment Chris. for Zach. Zach, I've I too have read this article uh, at least three times, maybe four or five. I just am amazed by the fact that you as a child or a, a, a very, not quite a young man, were so very patient and gentle with this bird and the gentleness comes through in your writing so yes. much. I love it. Julie, your turn. Zach, I just love this article like everybody else. It brings tears to my eyes too. It did the first time I read it. And I'm just curious, how long a lifespan does your bird have in general? And I just want to share, I think it should be a children's book. I'm serious. I think you should write it in, in book form. And I think you should That's actually it. in the works. Mm -hmm. I think it should be a movie. It's in the works? <laughs> yeah. All right. So my mic's, my mic's shorting out, but uh, if, I, if I lose you guys, it's uh, he lives, he can live up to 80 years. Average wow. lifespan is 40. I wow. Need that wow. He time. might live longer than you. Uh, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I'm glad the book is in the works. Good. Yeah, that's awesome. Go ahead, Andy. I just feel honored to be uh, among the four authors here because all of these articles, all these issues were fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I, I could feel your your feelings through your writing, just like like you're sitting there talking to me. It's just incredible. Thanks. Thank you all for the kind words. Can I have a comment, if I yeah. may, being the host? Zach, I've seen you off and on, talked to you maybe a little. By the way you speak, being a lot younger and that kind of thing, you wouldn't know that you could write like that. I think that's just awesome. It's just like my husband, you know, Nobody knew he could sing or write the way he does, but, you know, <laughs> remember, Chris, the first time he sang at the convention, we were all shocked. I do remember that. Yeah. Alan had a beautiful speaking voice, and I thought that, well, maybe he would be able to sing. Sometimes it's buried in there and you can find it. Well, and I think that's one thing that all of these uh, articles do have in common is they truly did come from the passion and the emotion of the writers so you know again these are all four just top notch yeah. i want to thank viola benson our host today i don't think we mentioned who was hosting and uh zach i wondered what oreo is up to today well he's sleeping? the reason i have a short in my microphone because he keeps chewing on it <laughs> He's just I'm trying literally to get holding his this microphone in one position to keep it from shorting out so I can answer your questions. <laughs> oh, what a great story. <laughs> He's sitting on my yeah. shoulder wondering why he doesn't get a play toy. Yeah, well, he just wants to be involved. I mean, it's about him. Yeah, I'm actually surprised he's pretty quiet. All right, this is so, Sherry. Yes, thank you, Sherry. Yeah, I just wanted to say I feel so lucky to be in a group that has so much talent. So yeah. thank, thanks to all of you. 
Well, I just want to say to uh, Viola's comment, you know, uh, we all have two voices. I, in, in my opinion, we all have two voices. We have our external voice that is awkward, socially inept. Uh, it doesn't come out like our inner voice and that inner voice of mine. When I sit down and actually start writing, I've spent years honing it and making it sound, uh, if you want to call it professional, that's the voice I kind of, I've spent years crafting that voice. So I'm glad that that voice is a lot different than the voice I use now because <laughs> ever since I started stuttering and the just the the young generation uh, vocabulary that I've picked up over the years, uh, I'm glad that that inner voice has come out so much better. Wow. Wow. To show Thank you. We can't <laughs> judge people, you know. Mm -hmm. Yes. And we want more. We want more writing from all of you, but Zach in particular, because, <laughs> yeah. you know. <laughs> yes, more Oreo stories would be fun. Yes. There is. <laughs> okay, well, I think it is time for the moment we've all been waiting for. So, Reggie, should we have a drum roll? Can we do a drum roll, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> okay, the article you have all chosen for the Reader's Choice Award for 2021 is Oreo by I Zach Kurtz. <laughs> so congratulations! You, <laughs> I really appreciate it. You That'll drive gratitude. you to write more. Great job! Yes. Yeah. Very good. One thing that I did want to just throw out there really quick before you, we let you all go is that, you know, the Newsline Committee is um, always open to new members. If you are somebody that you feel like you have a passion for writing or editing or, you know, creative concepts, it is a very specific skill set. But if you feel like you're somebody that might fit with the Newsline Committee, get a hold of us and we will talk about what that involves. So I, just I would throw that out there. Anything else, Reg, that you want to add? No, I think that's it. Can I play the ending? Yeah, do it. <laughs> Thanks all for coming. This podcast was made in association with Washington Council of the Blinds Newsline Publication. You can contact us at the wcbnewsline at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Credit for this production goes to podcast producer Zach Kurtz, editors Heather Mears and Reginald George, and we'd like to extend a thank you to Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com for his use of the song Life of Riley. Thank you so much for listening and tune in for our next episode or check out previous episodes.